Podcasting has been trending towards a dominant medium for a few years now, which may make those who are on the fence about starting a show a tad bit nervous to take the plunge. But on today's episode, I'm giving you some perspective and context around the latest podcasting stats to hopefully see the value in your own company show and encourage you to get started. Hello, my name is Blythe Brimley of digitaldispatch.io, and since initially recording this episode, we have some news about Facebook entering the podcasting space. Now, I'm not one to toot the horn of Facebook's decision-making skills, especially since most of their features are a direct ripoff from their competitors, but they recently announced the ability for podcasts to soon be imported to your business's page on the Facebook platform. This is huge because, and speaking in generalities, the demographic of Facebook skews a little older, and that's one demo that's been slower to adopt the podcast medium as a whole. So with this update, podcasters will potentially be able to reach a whole new demographic on the platform that they're most comfortable with. Now, we don't have all the details yet. Albin Brook of Buzzsprout has been live tweeting about his experiences as he finds out more about the integration, but the podcast should import to your page automatically via your RSS feed with the ability to comment on the shows too, which would really help with discoverability, something that remains a big problem for podcasting in general for now. It's all really exciting and should only add to my argument in this show that now is the time for you to start that company podcast, which side note, I've got a free course up on my website right now where you can learn how to start your own video cast. So check that out if you're interested. But in the meantime, hope y'all enjoy this episode of why now is the time to start a podcast. Every day it feels like there's a new podcasting story coming across mainstream news. Now, whether it's Caller Daddy getting a $20 million deal after a very public feud with their former employer or another public breakup between the Joe Budden podcast, and then there's also Apple launching a new subscription service or your neighbor down the road that's starting up a Bitcoin podcast, it feels like a crowded market where only the powerful and the established are going to survive. But in today's show, I'm going to share with you some encouraging stats about the industry that should connect, that should cement the power of this medium for smaller creators and hopefully help you feel more confident about getting your own show or a company show off the ground. But the first topic we're going to dive into is the world of podcasting stats. And as sort of temperatures start to get warmer and the lockdown restrictions start to ease up, I've been a little curious as to how the listening habits of both the the users that listen to podcasts and then also the creators, how those sort of stats would evolve now that people are starting to get more out in the wild, outside of their homes and, and away from the office a little bit. How are those listening trends and those creator trends, how are they they going? Are they going in a positive direction or a not so positive direction? So we have some new numbers that can help shed some light. But first, let's talk about dead shows. And essentially, a dead show can be one of a few things. It can be a show that has only ever uploaded one or two episodes. It could be a show that maybe was a limited run series and then they, you know, eventually stopped with no plans on uploading anything in the future. Or it can just be a show that started off with a bang maybe a few years ago or maybe even this year and the podcast host just decided that it wasn't right for them. So that's what's considered a dead show. 
So the website Podcast Insight says that there are more than 2 million podcasts in the world. And while that may sound like a lot, less than 900,000 of them are active. And active meaning that they've published an episode within the last year. So folks who are publishing more often, especially more than once a year, already those numbers should stand out to you as a significant advantage. Because when you hear these large numbers, like 2 million podcasts have been launched and all of these big stars getting these these big multi-million dollar exclusive contracts with Spotify or even some other podcast platforms, it can sound really intimidating in order to jump into the podcast game because then it kind of makes you feel like, well, why? how can I possibly compete with those, those types of shows? Now, I love stats, but I love giving context around those stats much more because Buzzsprout, if in case you've heard any of our previous episodes, I mentioned Buzzsprout a lot just because I'm a fan of their educational material. And they're, they are my podcast hosts and they host podcasts from all over the globe. But they release these monthly stats that give us this insight into how users are listening and both creating on their platform. And they just released their May stats. And head of marketing, Albin Brooks, said on a recent Cyberly episode, go back and check that episode out if you want to hear a little bit more into it. But if you if your podcast receives 37 downloads in the first week, you are in the top 50% of all podcasts. Now it's keeping in perspective all of the numbers that I just gave you about, you know, how active, you know, less than 900,000 podcasts are technically active and and how many of those have published within the last year. So if your podcast, if you're one of those less than 900,000 creators that are out there actively publishing, if your podcast receives 37 downloads within the first week, you're already in the top 50%. So you can take that 900,000 number and cut that in half. And so coupling that with how many of the dead podcasts out there. If you're thinking of getting into the game, now is the time because they also have some latest trends of how people are listening. So in the early 2000s, only 22% of the adult population in the U.S. was aware of podcasting. In 2021, 78% of people, of Americans, are familiar with the medium. That is up 3% from just last year, 2020 alone. And more than one-third of Americans, about 104 million, regularly consume podcasts. Americans ages 12 to 34 make up about 66% of podcast fans and 7% more and are 7% more likely to listen in 2021 than last year. So it's a growing medium without really a lot of competition. If you think about how many blogs are out there, how many websites are out there, if you have a podcast with about 400 and if there's about 400 50,000 podcasts that are actively publishing at least more than once every year, then those are some encouraging stats because the demand for listening is growing while the, the, these podcast hosts need creators out there making content. So let's go into how they're actually listening to the content. So as of May 2021, Apple Podcasts is the number one in downloads with about 29% of podcast users. It's followed very closely by Spotify. And the theory around that is that Spotify is available on Android devices and also Apple devices. So that's the reason why those numbers kind of skew that way. Apple has been dominant in the market and has really sort of, I guess, fumbled the bag when it comes to actual capitalization on the on the podcast market. They're trying to creep up now, especially with offering a new subscription service as of late. 
but Spotify is going to probably trounce them here in the next year or so as far as download numbers are concerned. Now, what about how long people are listening? And it looks like around 40 minutes to an hour is the sweet spot for podcasts. There were some encouraging numbers that say, you know, maybe 10, 10 minutes or less, about 10% of people listen to those. Um, but around 40 minutes was really the sweet spot, taking up about 60% of, of users and how they choose to listen. So between that 40 minute mark to an hour mark seems like the perfect length. Now, the top genres that people listen to is comedy, news, true crime. You're looking at a graphic right now on, on the screen that that really breaks down how, how or all of these different genres. I don't see marketing on that list, which kind of sucks, but maybe we'll get up there one day. Um, so let's talk about it. So that's the top genres. Let's talk about the growth projections. So just three years ago in 2018, 44% of Americans had listened to a podcast. And in 2021, that number rose to 58% and is projected steadily to rise in 2022 as podcast popularity increases and becomes more and more mainstream. Now, because of all of this insight, and I, you know, as, as someone who's a creator and I've been a podcaster since 2014, this might be a little bit of like an anecdotal evidence, but I... I fancy myself as a student of this medium. I, I love watching the the who, what, where, when, and why of, of how another show, it doesn't really depend on the industry, but how they are actually uh, targeting the market and how they're, they're how often they're uploading episodes. What does their podcast artwork look like? What, how long is their show title? What are they including in their show notes? So based on all of that just sort of anecdotal evidence of what I see as an active podcast listener, I started coming up with my own theories and experiments. So right now, what I'm currently doing is I'm publishing starting out with a pillar piece of content, which is a piece of content like this show. And then I will splice this up in, anywhere into three to four episodes. And then I will publish that as an individual episode. And I'll do that every single week. So anywhere from you know three to five episodes per week, if I'm on an interview with another show, I will publish that on my own podcast. If I'm doing consulting calls, which I do consulting calls for free with a lot of folks, then I will take those consulting calls with their permission, of course, and upload them as a podcast as well. So that gives me the flexibility to upload three to four times every single week. Now, the downloads, depending on the episode length, those episodes can be anywhere from 10 minutes to over an hour in length, but the downloads relatively stay the same doesn't really depend on the length. So that means that people are, are still actively listening no matter the show link of that particular episode. Now, a new tool, which I am really, really excited about is I integrated it onto my new site, which you might've heard me talk about a little bit last week on the Digital Dispatch site. But if you check out one of the podcast pages, so what kind of automation I have set up is that when I upload a new podcast, it filters directly, including the show notes, it filters directly up into the website. So it creates a custom blog post specifically on the website. Now, are there are some manual things that I'll have to go in. Like if you, the example that you're seeing on the screen here, I go to the Freight Waves YouTube channel. I take the, the YouTube video from that same show and I will add it in just to add a little bit of visual to the post. But those show notes, all of that text was uploaded directly to the podcast host and then it was automatically imported to the website. Now I do this on, on two different shows plus YouTube content. So it creates that level of automation that I'm 
able to have all of my content in one source on one site. So if people want to dive in, if they want to see kind of what I cover, then that does this for me automatically. And what you, you'll also notice is that closer to the top, you'll see that play button, not the YouTube play button, but the play button above, that's the actual podcast player. And that is a custom player that is it, that all of those plays count towards the podcast stats. So that was one of the initial worries is that if I set up this automation, are these stats going to count towards the podcast plays? They do. And the cool thing is, is that I've already seen, I just launched this last week, web browser plays, which is technically what this is when you play from a website is a web browser play that's not from an embedded podcast player, which might be a little bit too technical for a lot of folks out there. But those downloads are actually counted towards the actual podcast itself. And it's already that one of the top spots or the top spot for all of my podcast plays now. And it's really, really cool to see that it's 46% of all plays within over the last 30 days. Keep in mind, this has only been live for a little over a week now, but 46% of all plays are now coming from that automation that's been set up. So I I think for, you know, for future plans for this, I kind of have an idea that I want to turn this into automatic social media posting, um, automatic email notifications, letting people know that, hey, a new episode dropped. There's a little bit of a, there's a little tweaks that I kind of got to work out on that end, but I'm a big fan of taking advantage of some automation that's out there, especially for content distribution, and then also taking advantage of, of it, it, not necessarily supplementing the manual posts that I create out on LinkedIn or even on Twitter or some of these other social media platforms. That is a good supplement that makes sure that I have fresh content being published out to my distribution channels without having to do a lot of heavy lifting. It's all, in theory, automated up until the point of of distribution where I can take that approach where I want to add more automation to it or if I want to do more of a manual effort, which I still believe in both. Um, I think manual has a lot more of an effect as as far as getting people to listen versus just the, the standard automatic posting to social media. But it's some really, really cool insights that we're seeing already like I said, just over a week that it's been that, that that it's been launched, that 46% of all podcast plays are now coming from the website browser. I think that that's really encouraging. So a few takeaways from this sort of like uh, encouraging podcast stats is that while podcasts are growing, it's nowhere near as saturated as saturated as it may feel, especially to other content mediums. I believe the go-to strategy is to start with one long show and then condense it into clips. Then that way you can use those clips. You can either upload them directly to your podcast Podcast because the podcast is one of the last sort of feeds out there that doesn't have an algorithm yet. I'm fairly certain that they will have an algorithm for it in the future, but it doesn't have an algorithm yet, meaning that once you log into your podcast player of choice, whether it's Apple or even um, Overcast or some of these other podcast player apps, you don't have to worry about a, a platform choosing what they think you will like. I know Spotify does a little bit of an algorithm with their podcast feeds, but some of these other platforms, they do not have an algorithm, meaning that the latest thing that you post is going to appear at the time that you post. You don't have to worry about that algorithm sending you things that they think that you're going to like. So take advantage of the algorithm, the pure 
or non, I guess, algorithm feed that is still there in the world of podcasting while you can. So if you publish more often, you're going to appear in the feed more often. And my sort of anecdotal evidence of that doesn't really matter how much you publish that, or it does matter how much you publish because you want to stay in front of those eyeballs. You want to stay on top of mind. And that is one of the last places that you can do so on the internet without an algorithm. So if you publish more often, you'll help to ease up that distribution of the show by using a couple cool automation tools where it makes sense for you and your business. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, and I think you'll love another show I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here live on Freight Waves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you found in the show notes or again over on my digitaldispatch.io website. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust that folks like yourself will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Brumleven. I will see you real soon.